Welcome to another episode of What's Up Welland. This happens to be a library episode, and it's hard for for me, it's hard for Mark, let's say, to pick favorite episodes, but these always land in that realm because we get to talk about books, programs, services, nerd out a little bit. And today's guest is Julianne Brunet, CEO of the Public Library. It's her first time joining What's Up Welland. Mark, what are you looking forward to in having her on the show today? Honestly, Paul, I don't think there's any one thing in particular, like you said, there's just that book vibe when you're speaking with somebody from the library. So whether it's on air, off air, those conversations about books and likes and dislikes and audioverse, you know, print and hardcover versus softcover, and we all have our preferences. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's just always fun to talk to somebody who's kind of immersed in that world. But more than that, talking to somebody who is really, I'll say, kind of at the forefront, cutting edge of the, the new things libraries are doing. So. Uh, I'm not going to tell you about them now because that's why we have Julianne here. And so we're going to dig in with her to find out about all the amazing things that are happening at the library now and hopefully in the very near future. So with that, let's jump right in with Julianne. Joining us today is Julianne Brunet, CEO of the Welland Public Library. Julianne's first appearance, but there have been conversations leading up to this, and I know we are in store for a great chat. Julianne, thank you so much for coming to What's Up Welland. Thank you so much for having me. The staff that have been on before have given such great reviews of this podcast that I couldn't help but find out for myself. So let's get it out of the way. It is three book lovers, three book nerds sitting together talking about a public library we're going to have fun today. We are chatting because the library has recently experienced a huge uptick in in-person visits and online engagement. Tell us all about that. How did you, how did you, how did we get here? Well, first off, I have to say that the Welland Public Library is one of Welland's best kept secrets, and that secret is now out. <laughs> <laughs> but in reality, um, when the pandemic hit us, WPL shuttered in-person operations for about three months. And that really gave our management team, board, and staff so, like a good chunk of time to really reimagine library services. We knew that they couldn't look the same as they did before the pandemic. So we really drilled down to try to figure out what people were going to be looking for once things reopened again. What it really did was put us on a great path for recovery following the pandemic. So it gave us new areas to focus on to ensure that our, our offerings were responsive to the community. So the other part of this is that we were really eager to return to in-person operations. So we were one of the first libraries in Niagara to return our hours back to uh, near pre-pandemic levels. We thought that if we built it, they would come, and they did. <laughs> um, we also really focused on revitalizing um, our spaces and our services. So if you go downstairs to our main branch library, you'll see a completely reimagined children's area, our woodland wonderland, we call it. And that has really been integral in bringing families back to our space. We've also introduced new services like VR headset use, so virtual reality, so that people can come to our libraries and have an experience. The goal was really to make our spaces destinations, and I think that we've achieved that. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that our municipality is growing. So as we have new indi or individuals moving into Welland, we are so happy that they're coming to our library and using it and finding out what it's all about. So Julian, you had that kind of mindset shift 
with the pandemic and coming out of it. How has that mindset or the lessons learned um, or, or things discovered, how has that maybe set the tone a little bit for as we now move away from a pandemic? And hopefully we don't have to experience one again. But from everything that you've done, everything you've learned, tried and, and, and kind of explored, how does that mindset continue into the future just as kind of everyday business? So what we've really done is taken on a culture of evaluation. So we look at everything that we did before and we look at everything that we're doing now and we use um, evidence-based metrics as well as feedback from our community to decide what we're going to do next. We really uh, feel that we're a community-led library. So we want to provide programs and services that are responsive to what our community is looking for. So that isn't going to look the same day to day. So sometimes that means letting go of some legacy programs if they're no longer of interest, but we know that our work is never done and we always need to be looking ahead and pushing the envelope and seeing what the next generation of libraries can be. So you just, I'd say open the door, but let's say opened the book to um, talking about, so instead of talking about the legacy programs that are going away, unless you'd like to give a heads up on those, I think it's more exciting to hear what are those programs, what are those services that, as you're tracking the metrics, stand out or, or come to the surface as, oh, this is the direction we need to go in, or this is something to try and then see what we can further play with, expand, have fun with. Absolutely. So our programming department um, is small but mighty, and they are great at coming up with new and innovative ideas to really push us to the next level. So for us, we're really looking at cultural programs. So Welland has a very rich musical culture, artistic culture. So we're looking how we can be a part of that. And Loud in the Library is a great example. So that was a program that started several years ago pre-pandemic, and unfortunately, due to restrictions, we weren't able to offer it for uh, several years. But we brought that back this year, and we saw almost 100 people come into our space to enjoy live music and meet with each other and connect over the library, and it was a really wonderful experience. So those are the types of programs that we see ourselves doing more of. Another area is social programming. So we know that our community is struggling after the pandemic these were some very unsettling and unprecedented times. So we want to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. So one example of this is the mobile closet program that we did with the city several times over the last couple of years. Uh, the mobile closet uh, is a great nonprofit in Niagara that collects gently used clothing and then offers them free of charge to those in need. So they brought their their bus here for a few like a few days and there were some great community programs that were aligned with that and we see over 100 people come every time just to connect with social services and get those essential items that they need in order to find a job or you know meet their family or things like that. We're also really um, passionate about working <clears throat> excuse me, with other libraries in the region. So I'm not sure if you heard about the One Book Niagara program, but uh, we worked with several libraries within Niagara to bring in Ivan Coyote, a big name author, to um, read their, their book Care Of um, as an author reading program at Brock University. 
the other uh, part of this program is that everyone was supposed to read the same book and then connect at their own libraries over that title and have great discussions about what it meant and what it was about. So this was one way to bring the whole community together over one one book, and we're hoping that this will become an annual event. Uh, the Brock University talk, I think, had over 180 people present from all over the region talking about one title, which is really powerful. So I love that there's something called Loud in the Library, where there's live music in a library, because again, and I think on almost every episode that we've had somebody from the library join us, we've talked about how things have changed. This is not your grandparents' library, right? Where you get that shh from the librarian, you know, if you breathe too loud. This is a, a totally reimagined space, like you said, and, and you and your staff have spent a lot of time really thinking about how to make the library a destination, right? To bring people in. And I just think that's fantastic. Uh, so we're bringing humans in, but there's also something called the Human Library Project, Yes. I'm, I'm just going to let you explain to us what that what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a new concept, but it's a new concept for Welland. So the idea with a human library project is that every individual has a different lived experience. And sharing that lived experience brings people closer together. So we applied for a federal grant this year in order to bring a human library project to Welland in honor of our 200th anniversary of operation, which will be happening in 2024. So the project will um, actually be two phases. Phase one will be us visiting um, senior citizens within our area, in long-term care homes, in the community, etc., and recording their lived experience, their stories, and how they are important to Welland and the Welland Public Library. Those stories will be edited and made available through a mobile kiosk in our main branch library. There will also be a launch event where these individuals are um, encouraged to come and speak to members of the community to create that connection. Phase two will happen after that. And what we're hoping to do is have a programming series involving individuals from the community sharing their lived experiences. So it could be someone who was a veterinarian their entire lives, or someone that fought in a world war, or someone who had a very difficult upbringing and was able to triumph over it to succeed in life. These are the types of lived experiences that we're looking for to build up our community, but also recognize our heritage. So just mentioned Main Branch, and for anybody who's maybe listening for the first time to this podcast or... Uh, isn't that familiar with the Welland Library? We have a main branch. There are, I'll call them satellite branches. Correct me if there's a different term, but can you just let people know where else the library has a presence in the city? Absolutely. So we also have a presence at the Seaway Mall, 800 Niagara Street, and we have a small neighborhood branch in the Diamond Trail School, which is located at 50, 315 Southworth Street here in Welland. So do all branches have the same programs? Do all branches have alternating programs that if you find something that is interesting at the main library, they can suggest knowing full well what goes on at Diamond Trail, let's say, visiting there? And do they all sort of interplay and push people around the city to experience different services? That is a great question, Paul. Each library is under the Welland umbrella, but they do offer different program services and collections. So our main branch location is our largest at over 20,000 square feet. 
So we like to refer to this as our main repository for materials because it's where we can store them. Uh, we do have a large um, plethora of programs that we offer here for all different age groups. Those who use our, our CY Mall branch are often a different demographic than uses our main branch location. So we try to um, make our programs and services as responsive to their needs as possible. So what you see at the CY Mall are more children's programs and a lot of seniors programs because those are the main demographics that are using that location. Um, our instrument collection uh, is only at our main branch just due to its size. But it, uh, regardless of what branch you go to, you can request those larger materials be sent through our transit service so that you can borrow, the, borrow them at your home branch. So earlier when we were speaking about the uh, programs, the services, the initiatives that the library is trying because it is differentiating itself. It is no longer that quiet place where you go read, you take a book out and you bring it home. And you spoke to the community component. Are there other community initiatives that the library doesn't have underway yet, but is developing, is working on, and that people listening can look forward to again, across any of the three branches, finding more information out and having something to look forward to. Absolutely. So as you know, food insecurity is a big issue here in uh, Niagara and particularly in Welland. So we have a few initiatives underway right now, but we are really looking to expand opportunities. Sometimes there's a stigma attached to going to a food bank or you know, asking for food in different ways. But to have food available at a library, we're a stigma-free environment where everyone is welcome. This um, upcoming fall, we're looking to launch our little free pantry. Many libraries have done this. It's not a new idea, but again, it's new for us. So at the main branch, we will have um, a pantry that is open to the public, um, free of charge, so you're able to take what you need and leave materials as well. So to start, it will be a dry goods pantry. So pasta, canned goods, things of that nature is what we'll be looking to distribute. And then based on need, we'll see if we can expand that to include refrigerated, refrigerated items as well. <laughs> and this year, uh, we are planning on um, re or, or retrofitting an existing city vehicle to help us you know, be more prevalent in the community. So participate in in parades or be at different parks and things like that. So we're excited about that and we're hoping to be on the road next year in 2024. With regards to the, the little pantry, if people are looking to make donations, are you starting to collect food? Is it still too early for that? If anyone hearing this thinks, I have some items that I know would benefit this program, what, what can people do or when can they start doing that? We're anticipating that donations uh, will be accepted closer towards the launch in the fall. This fall, you'll also be able to borrow a tablet from the library and take it home with you, as, uh, or along with a Wi-Fi hotspot so that you can have connectivity wherever you are. You'll also be able to see a toy library at our main branch come the fall as well. So we know that parents... Um, often don't want a complete room of their house devoted to toys. So we're investing in some uh, higher priced items to not only um, engage kids in our space, but allow that experience at home as well. See, as a parent with two young kids at home, I dying for just one room with toys <laughs> because every room ends up with toys. Um, okay. Just going back, because when I think of a library hitting the road, I think of a bookmobile. 
is, is that is that kind of what you were hinting at? Is Are we looking at a bookmobile? So to start, we're looking at a mobile outreach vehicle that is branded that will help us bring our canopies and different things to outdoor events. Down the line, we would love to reintroduce the bookmobile to Welland. It's definitely a part of our rich history that we'd love to reinvigorate, but it is a bit of a complex thing. So we're going to need a bit, of, a bit, or a bit more time to bring that into play. Okay, fair enough. Well, you know what? We'll get you on the road with what you need to start, and then we'll we'll build from there. So, with all of these initiatives, you know, you said they're they're not necessarily new to libraries, but new to Welland. Why now? What? Well, to steal a. a you know, a turn of phrase from driving. What drove those ideas um, to start them here in Welland at this point in time? I think the Welland Public Library has a really rich history of trying to be ahead of the curve and and push residents um, to experience new things. So I guess the question is, why not now? <laughs> we see that our libraries are busier than ever. We want to make sure that those who are new to our area know what Welland is all about, but also know what the library has for them. So for us, we always want to be providing what our residents need, but also anticipating those needs for the future as well. We want to remain relevant. And one way to do that is to grow and to evolve and change with the community. So that's really the commitment that we make today. Well, I think we've said with just about every episode with a library staff members, um, just you will be amazed if you come visit the library if you haven't been in a while um, or if you haven't been to the Welland Library at what you will find, because there are things that you would not expect if you are thinking back to the library, maybe you grew up with like, this is totally different uh, in the best possible way. Um, and also with all of our library guests, we give you the last opportunity, the last chance. If we, there's anything we've missed, anything you want to talk about, bring up, let us know. Um, now is the time to do it. Well, I think I'd like to close just by giving a huge shout out to our staff. Time and time again, we hear from our patrons that our staff are wonderful, that they provide fantastic service, and they've really connected with them. <clears throat> so we wouldn't be where we are today without our dedicated group of employees. A library without employees is just a building. When our employees are here, it becomes something transformational. So thank you, everyone, for your patronage of the library, and we hope to see you again soon. Awesome. Well, Julianne, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, lots of amazing things either started or about to get started with the Welland Public Library. Uh, so again, for anybody who hasn't had a chance to visit or check it out or learn more, definitely do so. Uh, visit them at one of their three branches. Visit them online, social media. They are out there, and uh, there's no excuse not to find them. So, Julianne, thank you very much again for joining us. Thank you. Always a great conversation when we bring in members of uh, our library team. Um, anything in particular that jumped out for you? Anything? Oh, thank you for opening the door to that before you said anything. I know we covered a lot of fantastic program services, partnerships, initiatives that the library is undertaking. But if there was one word that I was waiting to hear on the episode, it was bookmobile. And one just one word or two. Um, it's two words. Sure. Um, but just the fact that the library is looking at other ways. So they're in the community and that the community is being, uh, can visit them, is drawn to them at their three branches. But the fact that they are now looking at ways to get out into the community 
And the fact that the word bookmobile harkens back to my childhood and just the idea of that mobile library that brings literacy and service out into the community is just such a cool idea. And they are not there yet, but the fact that they're talking about it and thinking about it, it just shows how outside of the box and how much the library system is growing and changing and the new ideas they are willing to consider to meet the needs of a growing and changing community. Back at you, Mark, what stood out in everything Julianne talked about? No, same thing. I mean, I we kind of looked at each other when she was kind of dancing around those edges of, are you talking about a bookmobile? And, um, you know, I can't wait to see if that does indeed come to fruition. And I think Julianne's the kind of person that will will do everything that she can to see it through, right? She's got her ideas and she, you know, she works along with her staff really hard to make those possible. Um, but given everything that the library's done and how they have evolved, what is that? Are, are we looking at like a bookmobile 2.0 where maybe it's not just, but I mean, look at what's available at our main branch. You can get well, Julianne mentioned VR. We know that you can get instruments and park passes and podcasting equipment and, and a, a wide range of things. So what does that iteration of a bookmobile look like in 2024, 25, whatever year that, that we see it? So uh, again, lots of really cool things coming out of the library. Uh, lots of great things to check out. If you haven't been there, Three branches, three opportunities to visit them. Diamond Trail Public School, Seaway Mall, and of course, uh, the main branch here at Civic Square. And their presence online is is there for you to take a look at, whether it's social media, their website, you name it. Um, come on in, say hi to them, check out a book, check out an instrument. Listen to live music in the library. There's so much happening, and we are very appreciative of Julianne uh, for joining us here today. So as we conclude this long, rambling Conclusion, just a quick reminder to check out engagewellin.ca slash podcast for all of our previous episodes. And of course, this is where this episode will live and future episodes. Drop us a line, leave us a question, suggest an episode topic. We're here to listen to you just as you're hopefully here to listen to us. So we will catch you next time on What's Up Wellin'.